Hello my loves and welcome to Shots of Serenity, where you can find dope conversations and a peace of mind. This podcast is not meant to be a replacement for counseling or psychotherapy. I encourage each and every one of you to seek out a licensed helping professional as you see fit. This podcast was established as a safe space to continue the conversation of mental health and all of its manifestations. Now, let's get into it. Hello, my loves. How are you all? I am doing well for the most part. I've been extremely busy. Um, Thanksgiving just passed and I work in retail part-time so it was just crazy because there's Black Friday and it's also the end of semester for me so I'm just having like papers and projects back to back to back to back and me and sleep we've really been missing each other does anyone else feel that way Well, I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving, and if you went Black Friday shopping, I hope you got some wonderful deals and some good gifts for Christmas. Um, So I wanted to end the month off right. This month is Alzheimer's Awareness Month. So I wanted to bring awareness towards Alzheimer's, kind of talk about what the disease is, and possible symptoms. So let's get into it. Alzheimer's is a disease where like your brain cells and the connections basically start to degenerate and die. Um, It affects one's memory and other mental functions. There is unfortunately no cure for Alzheimer's and it is progressive and non-preventable. So, you know, it can happen to any one of us at any moment and when we have it, there's unfortunately no cure. I know when talking about Alzheimer's, a lot of people get it confused with the concept dementia. So before I kind of talk about what Alzheimer's is and some symptoms that can be identified, I kind of want to clarify the two. Dementia is normally used like as a umbrella term, more of a generic term that is used to describe a decline in brain functioning. And that's just across the board throughout the brain in general. Now Alzheimer's is a specific disease and a specific diagnosis. That's what we'll be talking about today. I would like to get into some symptoms of Alzheimer's or maybe some signs that one would be able to identify in a loved one or others. I also want to say some of these symptoms may seem like a part of the human development or the lifespan process, but these symptoms become questionable or problematic when they interfere with one's day-to-day function like a lot of other mental disorders or disease that we talk about. There's always a spectrum. So normally in psychology, you know, people are considered the norm. So you say there's like a bell-shaped curve and the norm is in the middle. So to the left of the curve will be someone, you know, that is not as mentally healthy, air quote. And to the right side of the curve will be someone that is extremely mentally healthy, again, air quote. And 
being on either ends of the extreme could be hectic and problematic, but what you do want to analyze is where you may or may not be on the spectrum. Now, are these concepts interfering with, you know, your hygiene, your self-care, your job, school, or anything like that? And if it's something that you feel like you can control or not. So to bring it back, these symptoms specifically are going to occur in individuals that are truly affected by them on a day-to-day -day basis. These symptoms may range from behavioral symptoms, cognition, emotion, social, anything like that. So obviously there is a wide range of symptoms, but I just wanted to hone in to a couple of them. So the first one is a mental decline. So this is when someone's forgetting recently learned events. Now remember when you're talking about people with Alzheimer's, you are typically talking about those in the geriatric community, so older adults, and you know, memory declines with aging. But this symptom specifically is when an older adult forgets recently learned information and basically is unable to create new information. If I walk up to someone that could possibly have Alzheimer's and I tell them my name and they forget it within the first five minutes and it can never be recalled, whether that be while I'm in front of them or later on throughout the day, then that's something you wanna consider. Um, memory when it comes to the normal aging process someone may not always recall my name right then and there but then eventually it'll come back to them a normal symptom of memory decline when aging is if again i tell someone my name and they can't remember at the moment but later on throughout the day they're like oh that little girl's name was jasmine so that's abnormal, but if there's someone that just can't remember it at all when days pass by or hours and they just cannot recall any new information, then those are some warning signs that you want to be careful of. So in that same sentence, like, what is a random girl like me on the street to an older adult? But you can kind of think about this forgetting name situation if the older adult just celebrated the birth of their new grandchild and they were unable to recall their grandchild's name no matter how many times they were told it so in that situation that name has more significance as opposed to just someone on the street but the concept is the same where it's conceptual information that they're just unable to recall when needed. It's information that is typically pretty significant. I hope all that makes sense. Basically, they're unable to recall information that to me or you will sound like, okay, this is my grandchild, why don't I know her name? Or I did just meet a stranger on the street, but maybe the conversation was just so important and memorable that I should have remembered the person's name being that I engaged in a whole conversation with them. So people in the older community that would, may have a symptom of Alzheimer's disease will have that memory decline, that inability to create new information. So the inability to create new information is a symptom that one again would have to be aware of. Another symptom is aggression and easily agitated. 
Now, I will talk about my experience a little bit later because I do volunteer for AmeriCorp, which also has an Alzheimer's project. So if you see the individual or yourself, you know, easily irritated or agitated or very aggressive for really no reason, if there was no contextual factors that may make them upset at the moment or something that really was meant for someone to be aggravated, you may have to start being aware of this. So... Typically, individuals with Alzheimer's, not only are they a little cranky, but they're also more aggressive and more mean to people that are truly trying to help them. And, you know, obviously, this is a very vulnerable group, so they're not meaning it intentionally. But unfortunately, this is a symptom of the disease. Another symptom is severe depression um, from repressed events. So maybe if they lost someone, like, 10, 20 years ago and they have like breakdowns or mood swings or depressive states about this person as if it happened two days ago. Now, the grieving process is different with everyone, but if you have an individual that hasn't really talked about the deceased individual or kind of got over in a sense their passing or figured out some coping strategies to get over their passing now that's different with alzheimer's disease these individuals will talk about someone who they haven't brought up in years and again who has been gone for years and then not only do they bring them up but the feelings seem as if it just happened five minutes ago and then they're very depressed they're very sad you know their affect may be up and down and they're really just missing this individual which is okay but again this is a possible symptom of the disease Another symptom that I wanted to talk about is jumbled speech or slurred speech. This is when people are not making sense of what they're saying. If you're carrying a conversation with someone and you guys are speaking about apples and oranges and then they come in and they're continuing the conversation but the subject now for them is dogs and cats and the two stories don't align at all, then again, that's something that you want to kind of consider because at that moment, something in their brain is not connecting. You know, they're they're mixing up stories, they're mixing up conversations that have nothing to do with the present ones that they're talking about or the present conversations that they were engaging in. Those were a couple of symptoms. Obviously, with any concept that you learn here, it is best to do your own research. It's also even best to seek out a professional. But I do want to say that if you know anyone that's experiencing any of these symptoms, especially in the geriatric community, then I would be mindful of it, you know, I would be mindful of it and not be scared to just ask and seek out help and just ask your question. About two and a half years ago, I had the opportunity to join an organization called AmeriCorp and they have an Alzheimer's project here in Tallahassee. I do strongly advise you guys to reach out to them or do some research on them because they provide wonderful services to not only the clients or patients, but also their caregivers. If anyone knows about Alzheimer's, you know, being a caregiver for someone with Alzheimer's is more than a nine to five in itself. It is a daily 
taxing responsibility that can really affect one, honestly. So if anybody's experiencing anybody living with Alzheimer's and you're interested in finding some, you know, help, check them out. Or look up other organizations in your community that cater to individuals with Alzheimer's. As a volunteer, it was our role to kind of give the caregivers a break from not only their day-to-day life as an individual, but their responsibilities as a caregiver. So we were normally with our clients in their homes or respite rooms, and all of our clients mobility levels would fluctuate as volunteers we can play games with them we can draw we can plant with them take them on walks um so i know this may sound weird but i actually prefer the geriatric community as opposed to children and i know it's just like oh girl are you sure (laughs) but i guess i just had more experience with them so i kind of like them i feel like with kids you have to have a level of patience that type of patience Patience is insane. Now, with the elder adults, I'm sure you also have to have patience. But like I said, they keep me on my feet. I really love the experience. I'm on my third year, and there's wonderful benefits. It's just a wonderful program. So if anyone is in the surrounding areas, I do encourage you to be a volunteer. You know, it is life-changing. Or if you guys are having anybody in your family that may be have recently been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, then I would check them out and see how their services can help you. And before we end this episode, I really wanted to say that I feel like awareness is key in this situation. Again, Alzheimer's, unfortunately, is an incurable disease and it's also progressive. So the earlier you catch it, the, the more beneficial it can be. So being aware can allow you to detect the disease early. And the pros to that is that when you check them early, there is a wider range of treatments for the individual. There's also education that can be given to you about the process, about how to take care of someone that has Alzheimer's, about the different options that you have. Um, You know, one may have to redo their whole house so that it's more accessible and safe for the individual. When you're detected early, you're more likely to be a participant for studies. And these studies are just what it is, you know, scientific methods that allow people to keep getting education on the disease and keep finding possible cures. Now, I know being in a study is a very sensitive topic, especially for marginalized groups. You know, you do your research on the company, do your research with anything that you're doing. When you're in studies, there's there's always benefits to it. So whether that be a monetary benefit or something that will help the individual in the process. So I would go ahead and look into it. The last benefit that I wanted to talk about regarding early detection is preparing the caregivers oh my god having alzheimer's disease is a lot in itself but the effects that it has on the family i personally feel like it is well i i probably can't really say this because you know i haven't personally experienced it but the stress is is very parallel to the stress of a caregiver 
that it's it's so much especially because I've seen it firsthand and the things that caregivers have to go through the amount of time it takes the amount of money it takes it can be a lot so early detection will you know plug caregivers into some support groups into some ways of handling it into ways of preventing caregivers um you know from getting any mental disorders themselves or any mental disease or going into depression or anything like that so honestly in everything awareness is key so even though this is an awareness episode i do want to shout out americorp if you're dealing with someone with alzheimer's i would check them out and learn the credentials to be a part of the organization Another good resource that I think is out there is the 24-7 helpline from the Alzheimer's Association. Their number is 800-272-3900. Again, the helpline is 24-7. Their number is 800-272-3900. You are also able to donate to that organization if anyone is interested, receive various resources, and possible support groups that can help you as a patient or you as a caregiver. So please, check them out. And if you're worried or have any questions, it's best to know than not to know. Don't be afraid. Put yourself first, put your family member first, and just find out honestly it may be hard it may be difficult but taking that step and that leap of faith will help everyone out in the long run so with that being said happy alzheimer's awareness month i hope you guys had a wonderful thanksgiving again and a wonderful november December 1st is right around the corner. Establish new goals, put yourself first, and drink your water. (laughs) All right, it's that time. It's that time. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so hyped right now. It's honestly because I'm restless, y'all. But it is that time of the episode where I give a quote of the week. So I don't really have a quote. I just want to advise for all of us, and I say us because I have a problem with this. I don't know how to feed people with a long spoon. But I want to say stop giving so much of yourself to people who don't do the same for you, okay? Give it to those who will add to you and not who consistently takes. And I just want to say if you stay tuned to the next episode, you will hear why. Thank you everyone for joining and being a part of this journey. Please don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Also feel free to email us with any recommendations and or topics that you want to hear in the future. Our email is shotsofserenity at gmail.com. It's spelled exactly the same way as it is on the podcast. S-H-O-T-S-O-F-S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y at gmail.com. Peace and blessings to you guys and your families. And I hope you guys have an amazing week.